money is only the tool that is to get you what you really want. This coming from today's guest, all right, who spent time in jail and then is now helping people become unshackled business owners. Stay tuned to watch. Hey, hey, everybody, it is Tim Gillette, and welcome to the Tim Gillette Show. Today, just like every day, all right, on the Tim Gillette Show, we introduce you to some of the coolest people on the planet. Let me bring my microphone down here so I can actually get it closer in case you guys were worrying if you can hear me or not. Anyway, today's guest is no different. This person, all right, is really cool. Someone I know and met through my mentor, Craig Duswalt, and has got a great story, a great uh, website, a great way to actually share with you uh, some things about her and what she does. Linda Kay is, uh, like I said, she's going to, she, I'm sure she's got an interesting story. I don't know all of it. I'm going to figure it out while we talk which is one of the great things I love about my show is actually getting to know people while live on air. So let's bring up Linda Kay and see how she's doing today. Hey, Linda, how are you? Hey, Tim, I'm doing great. Yeah. So uh, uh, sitting at home today, huh? Uh, yeah, like we all are. Well, some of us are. Some of us are actually out on the freeway uh, making sure that we're getting back to life as it was. Yeah. How, I, well, you're, you're in California, right? So I am. So, I mean, things aren't, 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 aren't skipping back to normal as fast as they are, say, here in Texas or Florida. Well, I would disagree with that, especially if you're getting on the 405 freeway headed north or south, uh, trying to get anywhere in Southern California. <laughs> so even in the pandemic, the 405 freeway is still blocked up. <laughs> it, it will always be, Tim. And, and just if you're thinking that you might get some reprieve by getting on to the five, yeah. forget. I, you know, I, I just, I know that I actually, I, I live in Texas, but I've driven up and down that 405 so many times that I know the headache myself. <laughs> uh, you know, that the only way around that uh, during the week actually is getting into the commuter lane. So find somebody to uh, drive with and uh, tag along and you'll, you'll find that that commute is a lot shorter. Forget about it at the weekend. Everybody's in that lane. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, well, I used to ride motorcycle, and I've, I've only ridden the motorcycle up and down the 405 one time. And I have never done that again. That would be one time too many, Tim, on a motorcycle. Oh, no. Yeah. I, uh, well, back when I came out with the motorcycle, now, uh, the last time I rode the bike out would have been 2013. And... Um, you know what I mean? I didn't, I don't like you guys do a thing called lane splitting out there. I had this, you know, $50,000 custom bike. I am not going between cars with, you know, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we've all learned how to behave as a driver for those motorcyclists. At least most of us do. Yeah. So I, when, when I'm in that lane and that split lane comes up, I actually move over to the right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Unless the motorcyclist is thinking, you know, Passing on the right side is a really great idea. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right side is suicide as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. And, you know, and the last time I brought a bike out there was 2015, and I trailered it out instead. And uh, then then I, I stood, stayed down Newport Beach and just uh, I took it off the trailer, and that's why I rode around town at Newport Beach. But still, 
Um, I'm not doing that that motorcycle thing you guys do out there just between lanes. Traffic gets hectic out there, and I don't know if I ever want to deal with it. <laughs> well, the fact that we may be able to travel at 65 miles an hour is kind of lost during commuter hours, and that's when you see most of the motorcyclists. So they're dodging in and out, and they're figuring out how to get home a lot faster than we are. And there are times, Tim, that I wish I was on the back of one of those motorcycles. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, you know, now I know, you know, you I mean your, your, your website, all right, is, 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 looks like it's all about, you know, driving and going out, uh, you know, on the open road. Uh, my last open road road trip was moving Craig Duswalt from California to Texas. Uh, I flew there and drove his SUV, uh, to Texas. And I remember my biggest dream, biggest thing of coming out of LA. Cause I mean, he lived up in, um, uh, um, Westlake village. And I drove up across the north side of town and then got up to uh, to the 15 to take 40 and come across I-40 to Texas. And getting, I couldn't wait to get on I-40. Once I got on I-40, it was like a dream. Trip. Right. Up until then, it's a headache. <laughs> We're in California. These California freeways and the highways are, are designed to be very busy. And if people would just stop moving here, Tim, we would have, uh, well, actually, most of them are moving to Texas now. So uh, actually, we've started the great exodus into Texas. So maybe the traffic will be better next year. Yeah. So, I mean, well, our other mutual friend, uh, Tony Caruso. All right, Tony, actually, she's they're building a house. Tony and Keith are building a house here in Texas as well. And I look forward to having them close by. Uh, but, like, uh, I've been telling Tony, well, we've got this plan in Texas. We're going to get all of you guys to leave Texas and move here. And then we're going to move out there and take over. <laughs> we figured we're going to trade for beachfront property after we get you all out. Wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I need some of that Texas uh, hospitality. Yeah. Uh, now, I have a friend who grew up in L.A. All right. One of my closest friends. All right. His name's Kat Slater. Kat grew up in L.A. And she tells me all the time when people complain about L.A., she says, well, why did you move here? Because she grew up there. She didn't move there like most people did. Right, right. Yeah. So me in Texas, I love Texas, but I moved here too. All right. I came from the East Coast. All right. And I've driven all over the highways of America. So um, how many how many road trips and stuff have you taken in your lifetime? Oh, good grief. Well, having been a professional musician, I was on the road all the time. In mm -hmm. fact, I didn't have to join the Navy to see the world. I just stuck, played my instrument and sang. But, um, road trips were uh, like a thing in, in when I was a kid because I had such a big family and uh, we couldn't afford to go anywhere except the back of that vehicle. And my parents would drive and like stop someplace, dump us out, and we'd all go run helter-skelter, get back in the car, and then we'd go again. So uh, road road trips have always been fun to me, always, uh, always something new to see. And I think that's probably what got me into real estate was being able to be on the road and take a look at things and see how things are growing or see what's different in the community or what's uh, what's being built lately. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, some of the road trips I've taken now, I mean, I'm mostly mine was a lot on motorcycle. And the last two years of my life, I mean, I've got the bikes are gone now. I mean, I may get one again someday, but just for now, they're gone. And I've been taking like the last two years, a lot of road trips with cars. And oh my God, it's like a sweet dream of mine. First of all, uh, uh, driving Craig's SUV here, I went and got like pretty much the similar SUV myself 
going. That's just a damn comfortable ride. <laughs> um, but you know, my, you know, I mean, I had a truck next. All right. And the truck was a great thing to pull things with, but like, it's a bumpy road trip in it. Well, what kind of truck did you have? It depends. I had a 2,500 Ram big monster four by four diesel truck. <laughs> Dang, that's a big vehicle. I just saw one in my mom's driveway yesterday. That is huge. Yeah, it's, that's a Texas thing. We like big pickup trucks. <laughs> I guess. What's the farthest you, uh, road trip that you took on your bike? On motorcycle, I did uh, 9,000 miles in, in uh, July and August of 2010. I was gone for a month. I, I, drove you know, from... I often wondered why or uh, somebody gets on a bike and goes that far and that long. What drove you to do it? Um, it's something that I always wanted to do. And after years of working, uh, you know, working jobs and everything, I was starting my new company uh, and my wife had to be at an event in California. So I said, I'm going to ride out, but then I extended it and went, okay, if I'm riding out, then I'm going to ride and take a big trip. And I rode from Texas to, uh, Los Angeles area. And then I went all the way up the coast to uh, all the way up to Seattle and then rode through into Montana, uh, Wyoming and, you know, uh, and, and down. It was just something I planned. I was like, I, I took three months to plan it out and then did it and um cost me i think over like over over nine thousand dollars to do but i i it was something i wanted to do and just did it wow a thousand dollars per thousand miles or a dollar a mile something like that yeah well you gotta calculate i mean some days some nights i stayed in hotels some days i got camping spots every meal you gotta eat out all right uh uh there's several times during the trip that basically realize okay uh, I, I need more gear so i gotta call and have gear shipped to where i'm at or I'm done with gear, I can ship this home. Um, so there's shipping costs. Uh, I had to pay to have tires put on the bike while I was there out. One, you know what I mean? Because I was on a long trip. The tires are only last 15,000 miles on that bike. Um, but, I mean, it was something I just wanted to do. And I remember people just, you know, stopping me, you know, in the middle of, like, Oregon. Well, what'd you do? I was like, well, I woke up one Saturday, decided to take a road trip. I just haven't figured out how to turn around and go back home yet. <laughs> I lost the way. Maybe I'll go in circles. <laughs> uh, but I got to see areas of the country I never wanted to see. And it was a dream, something I wanted to do my all, my whole life. And I finally did it. Uh, and I took a month on it, uh, on doing it. And I don't think I'll ever do a one month road trip again. But like, I could not have gotten to areas that I was at had I not taken a month road trip. That makes um, sense. I mean, that, but that's something that you'd have to really, really plan. I mean, but you went. Uh, in some of the most beautiful places I think I've ever been, which is the Oregon coast. I mean, I went the opposite direction. So I went out, um, where did I go? I, I came back down the Oregon coast. I came down Astoria and then all the way down the coast back to LA. But that is such a beautiful, beautiful trip. And, uh, and Wyoming and Montana, those are, those are, that's God's country. So, I mean, yeah, I love Montana. I've not been back to Montana. I've been back to Wyoming. Uh, I have not been back to like Washington, Oregon, uh, Idaho, those areas yet. Um, I have, though, no, I mean, I have ridden my motorcycle in every one of the 48 lower states. My own bike, every one of the 48 lower states. And that trip uh, completed almost all of them, all the states. There was one state that I missed on that trip. I drove all the way around Utah. And I ended up having to go back to Utah 
<laughs> that's pretty impressive. 48. That's uh, that's yeah. the entire lower 48. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and it's just, I, I've always loved the dream of riding on the road. And now, I mean, I don't mind doing it in the car. And, uh, you know what I mean? There are so many things out there that you can see in our country that are just most people, you know, like, well, I want to go to France. Dude, do you realize how much beauty is in our own country, let alone France? You know? And we speak the same language here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You so, that. um, and nothing is greater than like pulling into some place on a road trip, uh, you know, to get dinner. Uh, I rode, uh, I, I rode into a small town in Tennessee one time and uh, I went in and I got this steak dinner that probably cost me less than 10 bucks. Sweet. And it wasn't like, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're a big rib, big thing you get at like the Texas, uh, you know, Amarillo, Texas steakhouse, but it was a good, a good, honest meal for under 10 bucks. Uh, in this small town, and they were just excited to see me because I was a stranger. You know, uh, I think that's the world we... Not just a stranger, Tim, a stranger on a bike. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I also drove 18-wheeler, too, for a period of time in my life. So, uh, between 18-wheeler, four-wheeler, and two-wheeler, I've covered it all. <laughs> You've been them all. So... <laughs> Well, uh, you know, Linda, I mean, you know, what, what, I mean, what road trips and stuff have you taken? What are you doing now for, 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 for your business and stuff since you're not doing musician or are you still doing music work? No, um, you know, it's a youth business unless I wanted to go to country music, which you can age, you know, fairly ungracefully. Uh, but no, I wasn't willing to do that. I went into high tech and uh, then finally uh, arrived in real estate. Mm -hmm. The real estate market was uh, really an easy decision. It was, I was going through a life transition and um, it was, uh, it, it was an easy decision because if I wasn't going to be selling high ticket software, I should be selling high ticket something. And I didn't want to travel. My daughter was really young at the time and I decided that the highest ticket item might be like a I don't know, a shopping center or a building or something like that. And it turns out that was a really good decision for me. Huh. Uh, you know, uh, um, I, I, I think about, you know, I mean, things that I've done, the paths I've gone in my career. All right. And I, I've done several different careers. At one point in time, I, got, I was in the auto industry and got sick of it. And I was just, this, this is it. I'm done. All right. I sold my business. I had a 10 year do not compete. And, and, I was like, okay, I got to find what I'm going to do next. Right. Have you ever gotten to the point in any of your work that you're going, okay, this, I'm done. All right. Let me get out of this. I'll sell it. I don't care what the price is. I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It gets harder as we get a little older because we have had some success in some things. And, you know, if you've make, been making money at it or that's been your main source of revenue, it's harder when you think about it. Yeah. And one of the things that I did with, uh, just try freedom, which is what my business is today, was to really understand um, this transition. We all go through transitions, Tim, and we don't, we don't always know what we're going to do next. And so we think about it, or we dabble here, we dabble there. And um, like I did with my new transition into uh, training and coaching and authoring and doing the things that I'm doing today. In addition to my real estate, it was like, well, what am I going to do next? And part of the reason I did that was, you know, the, I was living in my house at about 2,600 feet and my daughter was gone and she wasn't coming back. 
and well, maybe for dinner or you know, drop off laundry or kids something. Have a, kids have a, have a strange way of doing that growing up in Lebanon. <laughs> Living their own life. How dare them? <laughs> careful, but, careful, because sometimes they come back. Well, that's true. But, you know, this, th this story is a very interesting one. He decided, no, I'm moving on and without you, Mom. And uh, so now I'm all of a sudden in this house. And the reason why you buy your house today, Tim, is different than 10 years ago when you bought it. So the reason why we live in it might have changed just a little bit. And for me, it was. And so I had to figure out, what am I going to do with this? And the IRS has made it kind of uncomfortable for us, you know, to hang on to a house and then decide, you know, it's time to retire, maybe, you know, um, take in less space or, you know, downsize, as we say. Because if we buy a house and we have all of this equity in it, the IRS is fabulous. We'd like to retire right along with you. Send us your 39% of your capital gain. Mm. Well, that wasn't an option for me. And it isn't an option for a lot of people. So they'll stay what I like to think of as stuck. And um, I needed to come up with some options, and that's what I did. And that's uh, that, that really became the nemesis for starting this new business. And Test Drive Freedom became the foundation for it because I couldn't be the only one having this problem. And as it turns out, there were a lot of people that were trying to figure out, what do I do with all this equity without giving it to the IRS? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So without getting into a lot of complicated formulas and things like that, the IRS basically gave us a, um, a method to be able to hang on to money a little bit longer. It's called a 1031 exchange. And it means that you can sell something of great value and make money on it. And if it's not your primary residence, you can actually buy something else of greater or equal value and defer those taxes, not eliminate them, but defer them down the road, kick the can down the road. And so how would I be able to do that with my own primary residence? And so what I figured out was, well, you know, I'm not using all this space. Why don't I just rent some of it? So I started Airbnb and I started doing, well, now I rent the whole house out. So instead of just having a partial 1031 where if I decided to sell, I could, and I wouldn't have to uh, wait for my death and, and pass it on to my child mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where she would get the, all, the, all the greatest benefit. How do I maximize my benefit out of the house? And that really became the basis for Test Drive Freedom. So it's not for everybody. You got to be a homeowner. You got to have owned the home for a little while longer than um, uh, in order to get your capital gain and not use your house as some people do, Tim, as a bank account. Mm -hmm. But they just keep maximizing the money out of it, taking the money out of it, refinancing, take the cash out, refinance, take the cash out, and then there's nothing left. It doesn't work for that. But for those that are really trying to figure out what do I want to do in my next act, this could be something that would be really, really beneficial to them. So I talk to homeowners all the time about what do they want to do with the house? And, you know, and these are casual conversations, Tim. These are not, I want you know, hey, you want to sell your house. And out of all of this, I found other agents and other people that were saying to me, Linda, you got a real natural style of con uh, conversing with people that, don't intimidate them, that don't make them feel like um, 
gee, I, I need to I need to buy something for you, or you're pushing something on me. And out of that, Tim really became the other part of Test Drive Freedom, which is this coaching and training and offering that teaches people how to have conversational sales. Mm-hmm. So conversational sales is like, you know, if I was teaching um Oh, I don't know, conversational Spanish. People understand that, you know, it's a natural way of having a conversation in another language. Well, sales isn't any different than that, right? So people are trying to understand how do I talk to somebody about what I do? How do I talk to somebody about, you know, whether you're, um, you know, uh, selling a product or selling a service? For me, it's selling services through a product and it just happens to be homes or it just happens to be commercial real estate, but other people are struggling with trying to figure out how do I have a conversation about this? How do I get into a conversation? How do I promote my business? Well, that's what I do. So I teach you how to have a uh, sales conversation that is natural and easy and um, really not annoying. Um, you know, I mean, one of the things you brought up in there, all right, and I've heard this in the real estate. Now, I'm not that, that versed in real estate, even though I, I have an investment company, uh, 1031. For the, for, the, for the dummy out there, could you give a basic description of what the 1031 is to people? Mm-hmm. It's an IRS code. It's well known. If you talk to a CPA or you talk to an attorney, which I'm neither, so I'm neither giving you... So, legal therefore, advice. my legal advice is not... <laughs> <laughs> I just given my disclaimers, Tim. <laughs> yep, yep. I know. I understand them disclaimers. Yep, yep. So, 1031 is a wonderful vehicle for an investor that says, I'm ready to sell this asset, whether it's a house, whether it's a commercial building, commercial investment. Um, and I want to keep all of that money. And the IRS says, well, you know, you made some money on that. We want like at least 39% of it. And you're like, I don't want to give you a dime of it, not one little penny of it. Yeah. So how do we keep it? We use this vehicle that the IRS created called the 1031 exchange. And it's called an exchange because you're not going to sell something and keep the money. You're going to sell something and buy something else. Okay. And you're going to take all of your gains and put them into that product. Okay except for your basis. So if you, if you buy, let's say for instance, you buy something for $500,000, Tim, and you put $200,000 into it before you put a loan on it called leverage. Mm-hmm. That 200,000 would be your basis. Mm-hmm. So if you went to go sell and now that 500 is worth a million, mm-hmm. you're taking the 500,000 that you gained and the, the 200,000 of your basis. So you're taking your 500 and taking out your basis to 200 and you actually have a $300,000 game. Yeah. Do you see how I just, you know, shuffled the, the yeah, cups? Shuffled around. Yeah, I, I get, I get that profit loss idea, <laughs> but yeah. So, so what, what this allows you to do is to continue to take your investment, move it forward without losing your investment or your gain to buy something more on the top end. Okay. 
So now, there are other vehicles at the end of the day if you don't want to do any of that, but that that wasn't the question. Your question was 1031. So yeah, because I mean I I didn't I, I mean I basically that's what I did when I sold one of my properties and I basically got another property that I live in now. But anyway, I sold a rental and bought the property I live in and made my old house a rental. <laughs> and that was smart. And you know what, Kim, you exemplify probably 80 to 85 percent of first-time investors. Mm -hmm. So the first time investor, they have a house that they've been or a condo or a townhome that they've been living in. And they say, okay, I'm going to go buy something else. They either wanted to upsell, or up, you know, up the, uh, the investment, live in a better area, or just, you know, buy something different because they went to another city. And all of a sudden they've got their house and they go, hmm, you know what? I could make money on this. And that's what they do. So they become a first-time investor, not just a first-time um, buyer. That's different. First-time buyer is usually a reference to somebody that's going to go live in that property. Your first-time investment becomes the one that you're making money on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Tim, do you make money on the house that you live in? Uh, no. The so, house I live in costs me money. There you go. And I'm so glad I've, you said I've at that. least learned that. All right. This, to me, this one isn't an investment. This is my home. That's right. Yeah. And mo most people confuse that, though, Tim. Most people think, you know, I bought a house, so that's my biggest investment. Well, if you're paying money out on it and you're not making money on it, that's not an investment, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is it? <laughs> so now I, yeah, yeah, Linda, I did things different in my investment company. Is I, I, I had rental properties you know, condos, basically what we build our whole thing on was building condos and renting them out, but condos in different communities. And I owned several condos and I was renting a room from somebody. Because <laughs> the room cost me $300 a month. You are a smart man, Tim. <laughs> and I, I was single at the time, right? It's like right around the time my wife and I got together and started dating, I was single at the time. So I'm renting, paying $300 to rent a room rather than Spent, I mean, my house, this house, I think it's my, my mortgage payment is like 700 bucks on this one, right? Yeah, uh, th and this is the first house <laughs> that I've ever lived in that I've had a mortgage. All right. What? And I, when we applied for the mortgage, the lady was like, so your first house? I'm like, no, my first mortgage. She goes, how do you buy a house without a mortgage? I said, well, that's very easy. When you're an entrepreneur, like I have been my whole life, I learned the hard way that you cover the roof over your head when you have a good year. In other words, you pay cash. That's right. She goes, okay. And I says, the reason you do that is if you don't, your wife leaves. I had to go through two wives to figure that out. <laughs> and the You're lady asked me at the bank. She goes, really? And I'm like, yeah. You're a fast learner. Yeah. I'm. Uh, yeah. Not so fast, apparently. I had to do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but... Yeah. So, so a lot of people get into investments and like, really, I mean, I own two rental properties now and, and the home I live in. And then I'm, I'm like some of the other investments I do now, uh, like are, are, um, you know, like I, I own, I, I've invested money in people's companies. So I own like a piece of a company here and a piece of a company there. I have stocks. Uh -huh. If I sold one of my rental properties, that 1031, could I do, uh, say, you know, invest in a company with that money or does it have to go back into real estate? So it's called like kind investment. Okay. So if you, and not necessarily if you bought a condo, can I not buy a shopping center? Because it's still real estate. So mm -hmm. that's still like kind like investment. Like kind, okay. 
Right. But you could not take that money, say, for instance, not with the 1031. There are other vehicles that you can use, but not a 1031. A 1031 requires you to do a like-kind investment. So, uh, for instance, if you took $500,000 out of that investment for the condo, you couldn't go buy um, oh, a sailboat. Or you couldn't go buy... Um, Who buys a sailboat? <laughs> I don't know. I'd buy a motorcycle. Come on, let's talk about what I'd really buy. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, some people would be thinking, oh, yeah, this would be great. I can rent them out. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't put that money, say, uh, and buy shares in Google stock. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even sure that 500 would cover multiple shares. I don't even think $500 is a share of Google stock. But like, uh, uh, like we have, we have a mutual friend. I, I think, I think uh, you know Sarah Buxbaum, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah. I uh, like when Sarah did her her uh, fundraiser for doing her deal in Nashville. You know, we we put money into that. We took money out of our investment company and put into that for her. I remember that. Yeah, I remember because I remember we believe it. in what she does. So I mean, that's yeah. a that's a place where I take money from stocks and I put into someone else's business. Uh, and I've done that with several other small businesses as well as, uh, you know what I mean? My family members have done the same thing. We find people who are, if we have money, we find people who are needing money to start a business and we just, yes, but we want a piece of the company. Absolutely. Know, That's right. It's not called charity. It's called investment. No, it's called investment. That's right. You know, I, I did charity <laughs> for years. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I got <laughs> sick of, uh, 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 donating money to the charity of, of uh, you know, Pizza Hut, um, Target. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was not into not into that charity anymore. Now there are times to be charitable, but you know that you can't make a business out of that. No. Now, now we do, uh, you know, we do a very unique thing because we teach people to, you know, blog, video, and online marketing, and we do a virtual event every month where we teach people how to build their online marketing. And we built giving, not give back, giving into our business model. And I'm curious if you do something like that. We actually sell ticket, like a virtual ticket to our event is like 20 bucks. Lifetime membership, 20 bucks. We give 10 of it to a charity. Like That's every month. Do. And it's, we call it giving. It's, I mean, giving should be part of your business. It absolutely right? is. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and most people are like, wait a minute. You're giving all this stuff for 20 bucks and you're giving 10 of it away. And I'm like, not worse than that is I pay affiliates five of the 20. So it's like <laughs> 10 to the charity, five to the affiliate uh, who, who sent me the person. And then I got to pay all the credit card fees for moving all that money around. I keep like a buck 52, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but still uh, giving. I don't know. Have you ever thought about putting something like that? Do you do something giving like that as part of your business? Uh, giving is is uh, part of my core value, mm -hmm. and it, in fact, it's something that you know I taught my own child. Um, for every dollar that she got, there were three parts to it. One was sadaka, or the giving, the charitable portion of that. Another was to herself to make the investment to save, and the other was for spending. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just understanding that that is just simply my core value. I'm going to build that um, vehicle into everything that I do. So from um, a, a book that I'm co-writing with my, that I've just finished co-writing with my mom, um, that this is the, the entire portion of that is a give back. So um, for every project that I do, Tim, I think it's important to really build that into because it's part of your mindset. When you come from that charitable spot, from that place in your heart, this is I give, 
then you get back tenfold. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I just, yeah, and, and it is, I, I've always, I've loved putting giving as part of what I do. Uh, and I said, you know what I mean? If, if you're giving to begin with, your product or service becomes giving. In other words, you're, you're getting exchange for money for it, but you're giving. You, you, you've got to be saying better to society. Lynn Serrano checked in. Hello, Lynn. All right. I don't know if you know Lynn or not. So I don't. I don't know Lynn. Uh, she's a great, great. Uh, her uh, she does a great, great show. She's on, she, her show is just an hour before mine today. So um, she's a great person to know. Um, so you know, um, Linda, I, I I wonder where you come up with the idea, the name Test Drive Freedom. What was that? What was the guy, I, I, idea behind that name that you come up with? So Test Drive Freedom uh, was really the tagline to Open Roads. Mm -hmm. So my company is called Open Roads, and Open Roads is really the notion of where do you want to go next? What do you want to do? So if you've been in this house for so many years um, and you're now ready to do something else, people today, Tim, are not retiring. They want to do something different, but they don't necessarily want to retire. Now, that's not to say that people don't retire, but we don't retire in the same way. We still want to have purpose. We want to have a sense of being and a well-being, unless our health isn't right. But when I think about retiring, I think, like my mom did, at 80 years old, maybe we'll do that. Um, or if something stops me, I'll have to do something different. But retiring did not really appeal to me. And I said, okay, well... If I were to do something different, if I were to sell my house, if I were thinking about selling my house, what would I do? Where would I go? And so the whole notion of open roads was born, but somebody wanted to sell me open roads for $60,000, 10 for, for a URL. And I said, okay, well, I got to come up with something different. So Test Drive Freedom was born. So Test Drive Freedom, the notion of Test Drive Freedom was in open roads, my service and my business will help you figure out what you want to do next. But maybe you don't really think about wanting to do that 100%. So you're not really 100% committed to wanting to sell or to let go of your property. Because again, people are really emotionally connected to their home. I think about walking through my house, I've been there over 20 years and my walls were starting to talk to me from all the pictures that were hanging up there, from the memory of this or that, that of the memorabilia that was hanging up over here or in the staircase. Every time I walked past something, the walls talked to me. And so when I started emotionally detaching from it, thinking about wanting to lease the house out, I thought there are going to be other people that have this same issue. Other people are going to have that same problem, Tim, because they're thinking, how could I let this go? This is giving me so much joy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, when you start thinking about it can also give me some money, yeah. then you can start thinking about taking some of those pictures down. And that's what helped me emotionally detach from the house. Mm -hmm. But I said, other people are going to not feel the same way. It'll get a, it's a process. It takes, it takes a journey for you to get there. Yeah, yeah. So test driving freedom would allow you to go out and be away from your house, let me lease your house out, let me lease it out either to lease it out or to Airbnb it or VRBO it to you know short-term rental, while you test drive freedom. See what it feels like to be out of your house, to go do something different, mm -hmm. and to get that money coming in that you now know is an investment. Yeah. All of a sudden, when they start thinking about coming back into the house, they think, well, I don't wanna get back in that box. That was, you know, I want to be free of maintenance. I want to be free of this. I want to be, free. I want to be free, but I want to get that money. I don't want to be living in there for free. And they realize that 
like in the instance of my own house, you know, we're, we're talking a good solid five figures for that house every single month. And that's only part-time rental. So I, I, I live in a really good area. And so having that, having said that, having an ocean view is a big plus, but you could be in any other part of town and find that you could lease that house out, have great value for it, move out of it, and if you wanted to temporarily think about it before you actually sold it, then you could possibly move back into it if you didn't like your freedom. So the whole notion of test drive freedom is for you to get that sense of, do I like what I'm doing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And moreover, do I like the money I'm getting now? And almost well, I mean, all yeah, money, money, you know, as we, I guessed earlier this week, money, you know what I mean? Money buys the, money's not the, the goal. Money buys what you want. You know what I mean? It buys you the freedom you want, you know, um, for me, I don't build my business to make money. I build my business so I don't have to work a job. That's absolutely right. And and I think when, I think that most people feel that way. Money buys, and, and I've always said for me, money buys me freedom to do yeah. what I really want to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and, and you know, some of the, you know, interesting things that you said there, I mean, first of all, the, the open roads was, was that was a domain that was, I guess, a premium domain. It was a premium domain available for $60,000 from somebody that was holding it hostage in the UK. I'm like, I can't do that. Well, <laughs> so. no, I, I, yeah, like I have like, you know, my trademark is simple, easy marketing and still they want like a couple grand for simple, easy marketing, but like I'm waiting for somebody else to buy it so I can hit them with a cease and desist. <laughs> and then say, well, now that you spent thousands of dollars, you can't use it because I own the trademark on it. But anyway. Well, it's uh, interesting be because through Craig, I also met uh, Andre Minkoff yeah. and I trademarked uh, Open Roads. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked, Tim. I was absolutely flabbergasted. I couldn't believe that I could actually get a trademark on Open Roads. Yeah. You think I of every company out there and they're out there, you know, just, uh, canvassing Open Roads and nobody ever trademarked it. Wow. So we've got open roads and test drive freedom. And, uh, well, a few of those season desist letters are going out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I personally never thought about the, I mean, until I met Andre, right. And, right. um, I had a client here in the Dallas area who, he was like the, 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 uh, trademark and patent attorney for like shark tank. And he was a client of mine and wow. never thought about trademarks until, I bought the web domain because it was available, Gillette.live. And I was like, oh man, I want a domain name that's just Gillette. The name Gillette is trademarked. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like, never had a razor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, it's my last name. Like I, I could buy the domain name, but they could sue me over and play games with me and I would win. And uh, it's like that thing with Craig and Rockstar. I, I would win, all right, but they have more money, they would keep me in court. And that's where the, some of these trademarks come into. And I never thought about it until I got hit with a cease and desist from Gillette Corporation. Like, my name is Gillette, dude, uh, you know? So um, how do you get around that, Tim? How do you, because um, you're all about marketing and that's, mm -hmm. you know, the simple, easy marketing is part of your branding. Um, how, how do you exploit Gillette without being sued? My name, Tim Gillette, I'm allowed to use. They can't, they can't say, as long as I'm saying Tim Gillette, I can't, like, if I use Gillette marketing, I, I, they could play games with me on it. That's why I'm not doing it. Uh, and my, my company is Tim Gillette media. And I, 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 
I learned to go around these things and getting trademarks. And like I said, domain names, it's like, I own tons of domain names that I wouldn't give up for the longest time. Um, finally, some of them I just gave up. Um, but I have like a domain name for an idea that I had that I was going to do a blog and I never did it, but I kept the domain name. I kept all the stuff around it. And I've actually had TV companies ask me for the name. I don't nope. trademark. Um, but like it's based on my original brand was rocker life coach, which is down there a little bit was rocker life coach. And I, I got the domain name bartender life coach as a joke. <laughs> and like, everybody's like, Oh man, that'd be a cool show. And I'm like, I know I just don't have the money to make it a show or something like that, but, anyway, right. but I'm not giving up the domain name because someday I'm going to do something with it. Yeah. That's so true. Um, but I mean, we, we learn along the ways. I mean, open roads, man. Yeah. It's, it's. Uh, if you had, let me ask you this. If you got the money, all right, the fact that you own the patent or own the trademark on it now and you got the $65,000, would you pay for it? Um, that's a really great question because uh, Test Drive Freedom allows me to do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, everything that I was doing under Linda King today is now under Test Drive Freedom, say, for yeah. instance. And... It allows me to do all of my training, to do my authoring, to do all the other things that I probably couldn't do if I were just, um, if, if I was trademark or, or if I was bookmarked under open road. So mm -hmm. Test Drive Freedom allows me to do a few more things because I can keep asking that question. If you could, you know, what would your life look like if you could Test Drive Freedom? Mm -hmm. And that, that applies to so many things that I'm doing. So it makes me, I, I think, a little bit more versatile mm -hmm. and I hope a little bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I always wonder because it's like, you know, for me, I've built my entire business around not having that de that domain name that, that is the name of my trademark, right? But right. everything else, I have everything else around it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, simple, I get simple, easy events, simple, easy branding, simply, I mean, I bought all the domain names around the name simple, easy, you could imagine. That was but, smart of you to do that. And how long ago did you do that? Because this is just the past two years, but I mean, really? I, yeah. I, Here's what my question to you on this one is, isn't it, uh, once you found that, did not things open up to go, okay, so this is easy to work with now. Let me, let me, let me, let me just, let me build this all around this. As you said, everything is now around test drive freedom. Right. You know, I owned a, all kinds of stuff I was doing, you know, rocker life coach, rock mm -hmm. around your blog, you know, uh, you know, I had all that different stuff going on. And then all of a sudden, simple, easy marketing. And I was like, everything I do is now like, okay, it fits all around this wheel. And it, it became like a, a, a simplistic plan to go, here's my future. This is where I'm going. Did that happen for you? <laughs> and Tim, did, doesn't it seem like it just literally all folded together? And yeah, you're yeah. thinking, why was I wasting all this time? Why was I wasting my money? Why was I wasting all my energy? Because wouldn't you agree that if you are planting yourself here, 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 here. Yes, you could be seeding, but aren't you spreading yourself a little thinner where people are not able to find you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you know what I mean? I, once, yeah, well, once, once you get it going, it's like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this earlier? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I've been in business 11 years and I'm like, why didn't I come up with this 11 years ago? <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, snap, oh, yeah. okay. Now I, now I know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't feel bad. I mean, and I remember the day, I mean, my, yeah, my certificate's up here, but I remember the day my certificate came in from, 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 uh, uh, from Andre. All right. And I was just talking to Andre like three or four days earlier before it came it came in. And, you know, cause I, I have a, a good common, a good conversation with him every now and then. 
And um, I remember Craig saying about when it came in, you're going to be all emotional and everything. And I was, I got on the phone. I mean, I literally did a, I did a, a video call with Craig to show him, right? Um, did it come in the big sparkly blue? That, blue, yeah. Uh, actually, okay. I kept it here for the longest time, the envelope. And eventually, I just finally tossed the envelope. That's so cool. space. Yeah. Andre's got it going on. He yeah. knows He knows how to reach us emotionally, doesn't he? He does. He does. He, he put together a system. So, um, But, I mean, I didn't feel bad when I was talking between Andre and Craig because Craig took years to come up with the idea of Rock Your Life. And I'm like, man, I wasted all these time. No, I didn't. No. You know, you were- uh, and for me, it's like, you know what I mean? You know me. I mean, you know me back a couple of years now. I thought I had to keep going with the long hair. All right. And Craig's like, Tim, I think you should try it and see. And it's like, how often do we have to go? Well, you should try this. It's like almost like your test drive, your freedom. You should try this just to see Let's if you like it. it. See if you like it. Listen, yeah. if it's good for Mikey, yeah. <laughs> try exactly. it if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's just, it's funny. It's like, you know, some of us don't ever think about that. And I mean, as I was thinking about your brand, I'm like, you know what I mean? Well, why didn't I try this earlier? And like, so often we're scared to try it when the truth is, then like your brand, let's test drive it. Let's just try this out for a moment. See if it works. Yeah, because so. you can always revert back. But, you know, can you really revert back? Because even if you've stepped out and you've done something, you're changed. You're completely yeah. changed. You're never the same again. Mm-hmm. So even if you could start over, even if you would you? Well, I, you know, no, no, no. I, if I, yeah, I, I could start over. There could be, wait a minute, there could be a better brand coming. I'm not <laughs> denying that, right? Right. But I have tried several of them along the way that went, eat, crash, eat, crash, eat, crash. All right. <laughs> it wasn't until this one. Now, go out and try and it doesn't work. Yeah, you quick go, okay, let me take that down. I have a client who went out with this whole podcast idea last fall uh, and planned to leave his company, uh, leave and go go all out on a, a job. And the, the new podcast idea he had bombed within 30 days. And he was like, okay, that. I need to go back to the old method real quick. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, um, you know, just two years ago, Tim, I, um, I decided, okay, I'm going to try this. And I went out as Linda K today yeah. and it didn't exactly bomb, but um, I didn't exactly make a single penny either. So yeah. some people would say that that's a bomb too. But for me, I learned a lot in that process and then kind of regrouping and taking uh, some advice from another really well-known and uh, trusted advisor, Jim, uh, John Limbacher. Yeah. He said, yeah. why pay for these two things? Why not just combine it? And, okay, the simplest ideas sometimes are the best ones. Exactly. And it's, it's true. I mean, I, I work with, with John, John as well. You know I mean? Great, great guy. So, and, and it's just, it's phenomenal. It's something, you know, how we get plugged into the right people as we go, okay, I need to test it. This is working. How do I get help to make it better? So, so true. So, well, you know, this has been an interesting conversation. Uh, you know, uh, Linda, what is the best way that people can get a hold of you if they want to find out more about you? Well, that little banner that's floating along, uh, that's right after uh, Tim Gillespie. No, you put it up in bigger letters there, Tim. Thank you. Testdrivefreedom.com. Uh, click here for more. It is right on the landing page. And uh, if you cannot wait, um, well, call Tim and say, how do I get a hold of that woman? I, I got to talk to her. Testdrivefreedom.com. And click here for more information. Cool, cool. 
Well, uh, it has been a fun interview. All right, it has been interesting <laughs> conversation talking about things today. I, you know, as I say, they never know where the conversation is going to go. But we're nearing the end, Linda. And as we near the end, I play a game with all of my guests. Beautiful. Let's go. Nine questions. All designed for Linda K. All nine? All nine of them designed just for you. All right. And it's two choices. You pick one. Maybe there's going to be a conversation about it. Maybe there isn't. We'll see as we go down the list. All right. Number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Star Wars, girl. I love it. You know, everybody has an opinion on those. I've had, I think, hundreds of guests over the years. I've only had one or two go, huh? Who? All right. Somebody knows one or the other. So So let me stick with stuff we watch on TV, stuff we see in the movie theater. Okay, let's go. The movie Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes or no? (laughs) It depends. I love asking that question because some people are like, yes, it's a Christmas movie. But Bruce Willis, when he got roasted, actually stood up at his roast and said, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Oh, no. Well, then why did you do two episodes at Christmas or two, two, at Christmas time. two movies well, that had Christmas in them? Yeah. Because it's the biggest box office draw. <laughs> All right. Uh, my, my third question for you is, are you a dress-up girl or are you a yoga pants girl? Oh, no yoga pants. I say get out of those yoga pants girls at least once a week and put on those jeans to see if they fit. Oh. But, but like, in today's world, all right, we're only dressed up from the hips up. So um, my, first spe- my, my first virtual speaking gig, I was in pajamas and a suit top. <laughs> Tim, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Make it right. Yeah. So um, my next one here is we move on to food products. Taco or hamburger? Tacos or hamburgers? Taco or hamburger. Which one? Hamburger. Hamburger. I will gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. (laughs) For a fat burger today. Yeah. I was always a hamburger kid. Um, And I remember remember as a kid, I was in the hospital for, for pneumonia. And every day we had to choose the menu for lunch and dinner. And I chose hamburger, 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 hamburger. Hamburger, hamburger, hamburger. Yep. The last day my mom convinced me to uh, try something else that they had on the menu, like, you know, chicken or something. Okay, <laughs> mom, I'll try that. In the hospital? Uh-huh. <laughs> Did yeah. you end up back in the hospital? No, no, no. Uh, like the last day I try that, all right, and I get the food there, I can't stand it. My mom went down to the cafeteria and bought me a hamburger. <laughs> Way to go, mom. I love hamburgers. <laughs> um okay wine or beer wine wine red or white red red all right you have, you have like the specialty winery you go to um no i'm an equal opportunist oh, okay you know i mean you live in california all right you you can literally drive over the mountain and go visit wineries in santa barbara this is so true i've got friends that own wineries but and and i love their wines yeah. but um i do like offshore wines uh-huh. Oh, you, 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 you got to come down here and taste. So we got some interesting ones down here in Texas now. We got a lot of really? interesting ones. Yeah. All right. But the most interesting one I've had was New Mexico. And because? New Mexico, one of the, the company that we get, the one company we get it from, it used to be called St. Clair. It's called something else now. Southern New Mexico. They actually have a red and they have a white and both of them have chili pepper in it. Oh, I'm loving that because one of my favorite wines, Tim, is the Malbec, and it's got a nice spice and kick yeah. to it. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Yeah. I can't wait to try it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's one of mine. So uh, let's go back to the like the you know what I mean the dress up type thing. Are you a heels girl or a boots girl? Heels. Heels. Okay. You know I'm down in Texas. You know what I mean. Got to ask. Uh, you know, I have a boots. Well, you know it depends on where I go. I might have some heels on those boots if I'm down in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you come to wait a minute, you come to Texas. I could take you boot shopping. All Beautiful. Right. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> I, that's the first thing I told Tony Caruso. You know, when you come to Texas, I'm going to take you boot shopping. <laughs> oh, and, and I'll bet you she'll end up with at least 15 pairs. Uh, why not? I have why 10. <laughs> I'm a guy and I have 10. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, how about this one here? This is an interesting one I've started adding into the mix, and that is a snowball fight or a water balloon fight? Water balloons. It's water California. Balloon. We don't have snow here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's interesting because some people are like, nah, snowball, you know what I mean? Because both of them are a fun fight. Right. You know what I mean? But like some, almost everybody's thinking about which one they want to get hit with. I'm thinking water balloon, you know, if you're, if you're, if, if you're really having a direct fight. Now a water balloon dropped from a height could be really dangerous. Mm -hmm. But I, when I think water balloon, I think summer, I think fun. I think, you know, beach boys, I think, you know, it, I, I think of good times. True, true. So my last two questions are the controversial ones that I ask everyone. The next one being like the toilet paper and your house. Does it go over on the roll or under? Over. Over. And if it's under, you're out. <laughs> Cammie Baker has been my most interesting one on that. She's a single girl from New Hampshire. And when I asked her that question, Cammie said, Tim, I'm a single girl. If I date a guy and I go to his house and change that toilet paper from under to over three times, I break up. This relationship's going nowhere. If I found it, if I found it under and changed it over and it got changed back, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I am a single girl, and I, 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 I take uh, great pride with making that comment. It's important. Uh -huh. No worries. Yeah, I mean, what's important, yeah. My, my last one here, all right, is an interesting one I like to ask, and that is boxers okay. or briefs? Hmm. Commando, Tim. All right, now there's a woman after my own heart. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and with that, we are done with a quiz on that one there. <laughs> Linda, this has been such fun talking with you today, having you on the show. Do me a favor one more time for both the audio and video people. Make sure they know that website so they can get a hold of you. All right. Go on out to Test Drive Freedom. That's all one word, testdrivefreedom.com, and hit click for more information. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today, Linda. It's been thank great you, having man. you as my guest, all right, this and I'm great. so glad we get to know you. So. My pleasure. Thank you. You bet. To you, the listener, I want to say thank you for tuning in today. All right. Be sure and go check out testdrivefreedom.com. Find out more about Linda yourself. All right. And maybe take that idea of freedom on a test drive. Why not? It's, you know, one life. Might as well live it, right? There you go. I'm Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette Show. And we will be back real soon with another guest. In the meantime, Make sure you subscribe to where you get your podcasts as well as to our YouTube channel. I'm Tim Gillette, and I'll see you real soon with another great guest. Bye now. Bye. Have a great day. Uh, I'm trying to get all my things to work, and they're not working today. <laughs>